Hello there and welcome to another episode of the Salt Mines X-Wing podcast, a podcast dedicated to the backbone of the X-Wing community. That's right, people just like you doing what they can to get better at the game. I'm your host, Sailor Joe, and uh, this is going to be a shorter episode than normal, but uh, we're going to do a little bit longer section of... This building with Joe! So we're going to do a couple of lists here. Uh, the idea is I wanted to pay a little bit of love to each of the three factions that had a ship come out in this latest release. I know what you're thinking. There's only two packs released. Well, Scum and Villainy got a little bit of love, so we're going to pay them a little bit of love as well. So we'll start off with the Republic, and I call this squad Annie and the Boys. So we start with Anakin in the BTLB Y-Wing with Ion Cannon Turret, Proton Torpedoes, R-4P, and Proton Bombs. Contrail in the V-Wing with Snapshot, R-4, and the Alpha 3B Besh title. Hawk in the Lat with Dedicated, Plo Koon, 7th Fleet Gunner, and Tactical Scramblers. And then two of the Z-95s. Um, we've got Slider with Expert Handling Trick Shot and Fire Control System, and Stub with Shield Upgrade. So the idea behind this is you kind of run the Z95s and the LAT together. Contrail can do his own thing, and Anakin can kind of do his own thing, and uh, you just go out there and try to wreak as much havoc as you can. 7th Fleet Gunner pumping up those two dice attacks. Contrail with the snapshot, getting in that extra little bonus attack. And um, the Z-95s just getting where no one might expect them to be. So anyway, that's the Republic. Now we'll move on to CIS. For CIS, um, couldn't really build a list without General Grievous. So with the new points change, and by the way, all these lists are with the new point changes. Um, so we've got General Grievous with Outmaneuver, Impervium Plating, and Solus One. We've got Cad Bane with Treacherous, Ion Cannon, Tracking Fob, the Title, the Xanadu Blood, and Bo-Katan Kreis. Then we've got a Magna Guard Protector with Sync Laser Cannons and Afterburners. And rounding out the list is SureTech with Ensnare and Gravitic Deflection. Um, so this one, your smaller block is uh, Grievous and the Magna Guard Protector. And then Cad Bane and SureTech can be on the uh, sides um, covering the flanks. And that's pretty self-explanatory from there. And then we'll move on to the last list, Scum and Villainy. And uh, this one, you know, uh, I'll be honest, um, I'm having trouble list building with the new points. So um, if you've got suggestions, I'm all about it. So here we go. We're going to start off with Cad Bane in the Rogue class. Rockin' Notorious, Ion Cannon, Contraband Cybernetics, the title Xanadu Blood with Zuckus and Connernets. Then we've got Lando Calrissian in the Escape Craft with Marksmanship and Tactical Officer. Dace Bonarm in the Hawk 290. 
with Trickshot, L337, Seismic Charges, Contraband Cybernetics, and the Moldy Crow title. Bosk and the Z95 with Marksmanship, Cutthroat, Ion Missiles, and Contraband Cybernetics. And Genesis Red in the M3A Interceptor with Cutthroat and Proton Torpedoes. So, uh, again, this one, um, you've probably got the most flexibility. You don't have to run a block of ships. Each one can kind of do its own thing. And uh, the the others can, uh, Lando can help whoever needs the most help. Um, but it's, you've got a solid list of ships all coming in at that I-4 range that are uh, are just... It, I, I think this is this is a solid list. So now let's move on to the next segment. AMG rules for. So to start this one off, we've got DBS32C independence calculations interaction OP. Can DBS32C spend a calculate to coordinate a ship equipped with independent calculations? Answer: No. Independent calculations replaces network calculations, rendering ships ineligible to be coordinated by DBS-32C's Hyena-class droid bomber ability. Click pilot questions. Answer. I'm sorry, not answer. OP. If I lock a friendly ship, can Click's ability deny an enemy's range 1 bonus when targeting that ship? And if I lock a friendly ship, can Click Click's ability deny an enemy range 3 bonus when the locked friendly ship attacks. Answer, yes and yes. Alright, cluster missiles with weapon system officer OP. Can I use weapon systems officer to gain a lock on the bonus attack of cluster missiles? Answer, yes. While cluster missiles bonus attack ignores the lock requirement, it is still a special attack with the lock requirement. Next one, Zori in the Y-Wing. OP, the new Zori pilot gets to do a free action after someone else in, in range 1. Can Zori copy a linked action or only the original perform action step? After a ship at range 1 performs an action during the perform action step, if that action is on your action bar, you may spend one charge to perform that action, treating it as red. Answer, no. Zori Bliss can only perform the initial action. Next one, Season Navigator and Nine Numb Crew. OP. Question. For example, in a YT-1300 with a two blue bank, could I dial that maneuver, change it with Season... Season... Change it with Season Navigator to the white opposite two bank, then reduce it back to blue with Nyan. Or would it be a white maneuver? Answer. During the execute maneuver step, all abilities that alter the difficulty of maneuver are cumulative, as both Season Navigator Crew and Nine Numb Crew happen during the execute maneuver step, the difficulty of the maneuver would be increased to white via Season Navigator, then back down to blue via Nine Numb. Alright, so I wanted to talk about a couple things. The first one is going to be changes to the rules reference. Um, now I know that as this podcast doesn't get published until uh, Thursday morning, you probably have already heard all of these from the other big podcasts. So I apologize for the repeat. What I will tell you is that I'm actually recording this almost a week out, uh, because 
my normal recording time, I'm going to be smack dab in the middle of LA Fleet Week. So uh, if you get a chance to come by and you're in the LA area, I highly, highly recommend it. It's going to be a good time. But with that said, let's go ahead and go into what are some of the big changes in the rulebook. So I'm just going to be reading over the, the blue. So in the step two of the attack, on the modify attack dice step, so step 2b, there's a note, while performing an attack at range 0, the attacker's dice cannot be modified except by the defender. So, no more force at range 0. Okay, attack range. This is while attacking a ship at range 0, the attack range is always 0. Now we'll scroll down here a little bit more. See what other blue I can find as we're going through the rules document. Okay, Ion, this is a big change, so uh, be ready. A ship is ionized when it has a number of ion tokens relative to its size. One or more for a small ship, two or more for a medium ship, and three or more for a large ship. Ion tokens are red tokens. A ship that is ionized cannot acquire or maintain locks. When a ship becomes ionized, it breaks all locks it is maintaining. During the activation phase, an ionized ship activates as follows. The ionized ship reveals its dial. During the execute maneuver step, the ionized ship flips its maneuver dial face up and executes an ion maneuver with the same direction shown on the dial. An ion maneuver is a blue, one-speed, bank, or straight maneuver. If an ionized ship dials a stop maneuver, they perform their ion maneuver as a one straight maneuver. The bearing, difficulty, and speed of this maneuver cannot be changed unless an ability explicitly affects the ion maneuver. If a rule or ability references an ion ship's revealed maneuver, it references the ship's face-up dial instead. During the perform action step, the ship can perform only the focus action. At the end of the ship's activation, if it executed an ion maneuver, it removes all of its ion tokens. Additionally, an ion ionized ship cannot perform any actions except the focus action. Some special weapons inflict ion tokens instead of dealing damage. If a ship that was ionized during the planning phase is no longer ionized at the beginning of its activation, it activates as normal. So, big changes there at ION. But I like that they added the bacon there. I, th I think that's neat, because you, you would have some semblance. And then the locks, that makes sense as well. I mean, if you're, if you're not able to make your, your engine work as it's supposed to, why would you be able to maintain a lock? So, I like that. Okay, next change, mission points. Mission points determine who wins the game. Reference the scenario rules to determine how mission points are earned. At the start of the game, each player earns mission points equal to their opponent's deficit. Players track their mission points with victory counters. Alright, this next one is going to be a change in obstacles. And the change is, before a ship moves, if it is overlapping an obstacle, it does not suffer the effects of moving through that obstacle. So that's, that's nice. Also, we see here in overlap, 
If the overlap ship was an enemy ship, if it is not stressed, it may immediately perform a focus or calculate action from its action bar, treating the action as red. Then the ship skips its perform action step. Alright. Do, 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 do. Okay, here is another one. This is in range. And it says, if two ships are at range zero of each other, they remain at range zero until one of the ships moves or rotates in a way that results in their bases no longer being in physical contact. Okay. All right. Then we're going to get into the errata. Because there are some changes to the errata, which I think is actually quite interesting. Um, so this is a ship ability change to the TIE Reaper and the TIE Striker. So the TIE Striker's new abilities should read Adaptive Ailerons. Before you reveal your dial, if you are not stressed, you must boost. Alright, and then for the Reaper... The ship ability should read controlled ailerons. Before you reveal your dial, if you are not stressed, you may boost. I really like that. That gives just the right amount of... Because um, the Reapers were always too fast, and slowing them down was something that um, was a challenge. So the fact that it's now a may boost um, at the beginning, I think, is really, really interesting. Okay, a couple of other errata changes. So BB-8 Astromech should now read, During the system phase, you may perform one charge to perform a barrel roll action. And BB-8 should read, During the system phase, you may spend one charge to perform a barrel roll or boost action. So I like the change in the timing. Also, for Contraband Cybernetics, this in it should now include the line, this card's charges cannot be recovered. Also a good change. Alright, Ursa Wren now reads, You can maintain up to two locks. Each lock must be on a different object. After a friendly ship at range 0 to 3 is locked by an enemy ship, you may perform a target lock action. Alright. So that covers everything from the errata and the rules reference. Um, we've got a little bit of time. Points update really, um, really kind of shook things up. And um, if you haven't already, please go and listen to the Fly Better um, podcast. They should have the episode up where they're talking to one of the devs on uh, kind of why. And so that'll kind of... Uh, why they made all those changes. And I think having that insight um, can be extremely valuable. Um, the ban list updated. I can go ahead and go over that real quick here. Um, so added to the ban list, Admiral Sloan, Auto Blasters, Commander Pyre. I'm really sad about that one. Hull Upgrade, kind of a surprise. R2 and R5 Astromech. The Sabine Wren Crew in Rebel. Trajectory Simulator, and there 
has been no use of the restricted list as of yet. Okay, so before I end the podcast, um, I know some of y'all are wondering what happened last week. Well, for those that guessed two and one, you are correct. So what had happened, um, and I will kind of bat rip this game just a little bit. So I started off um, in a good board position, um, lost a little bit of uh, momentum, and ended up in a worse position um, to the point where I didn't think that I could pull a win out of the game. Um, And then I changed my position, and I managed to get the win, right? But I... But Joe, you just said you went two and one. Yeah. So here's the thing is I had three ships left on the board. I killed one of his. Uh, It happened to be the one that gets a uh, bonus attack on the defender. Um, And I had a ship at range zero of that ship. So instead of just stopping my attacks and taking the win, which is what I should have done, I made an additional attack with the ship at range zero. He then took his range zero attack and rolled... Three natties, I had two hole left on the ship, and I only rolled a single evade. So, losing me the game. I lost by two points. Um, very sad, 24-22. Uh, but the lesson that I learned in it, and this is why it's not a complete loss, is I did learn something, is pay attention to your points and quit while you're ahead. Right? Um, I think we've all been in that position. Um there's a big difference between win and win harder, and um, I could have just left it at the win, but I didn't. So, anyway, as I said, this was going to be a shorter episode. Um, thank you all very much for listening and making it this far. Uh, please consider leaving a review however you consume this podcast for my uh, patrons, who every episode is brought to you by. Um if you want to get on this podcast and uh, chat with X-Wing with me, please reach out. I'll make a post. Uh, I'd love to uh, chat X-Wing with each and every one of you if you're up for it. And it's okay if you're not. Um, as you know, I like to end every podcast with a question. And this week's question is, what are your thoughts on the new points? This is Sailor Joe. Signing off.